we'd like to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Now, let's get to the show. My name is Grace Mulvey. I'm a comedian, human woman, and lifelong fad dieter. From the moment I walked out of my mother's womb, I've been on a diet. That's 31 years of no carbs, no sugar, and no crack. It's time to say enough already. Now, I'm not saying I'm a nirvana of self-love and acceptance, by the way. But I am saying that I'm no longer willing to spend all of my time, money, and energy on fad diets. And I'm Connor Dowling, writer, filmmaker, and world-class warrior. Years of fitness models, crotch fiends, and get-thin-quick schemes have melted my brain and left me overweight and unimpressed. I've wasted years of my life obsessed with what I eat and how I look. So now, I finally know what's making me feel like crap all these years. Fad diets. We are not health experts. I repeat, we are not health experts. We are just here to talk about and laugh at our experiences of bullshit diets. Disclaimer, please, whatever you do, don't hurt yourself with any of these crazy weight loss topics we discuss in the show. This podcast won't make you thin, but it might make you laugh. Welcome to Fat Camp. Yeah, so this week, obviously, we have our first interviewee ever, Karen Glennon, Session Moth Martinez. So excited to um, talk to her. But I wanted to also uh, bring up a diet that I just totally forgotten about for years. And one night I woke up in a sweat thinking, oh my God, that diet. <laughs> I need to talk about it. Flashbacks. But I'd actually... Karen had done this diet as well, Karen Glennon. So I just thought it was a funny thing that she had even done it. It's the Special K diet. Okay. Connor, do you know Special K is in the cereal? Uh, oh, of course. <laughs> and I was like, have you ever heard of Special K, Connor? <laughs> of course I've heard of Special K. I, I can never forget the the ads. They were very, um, they were very kind of like, you know, sexually uh, in explicit and very oh. pers- not explicit. They were, the ads were very sexually suggestive. I remember back in the days. Yes. And they yeah, were very yeah, yeah. like, oh, special K. It's the, it was like the sexy cereal as far as. I yeah. Remember. It was basically a bunch of white women in lingerie eating cereal for some reason. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's before they've, it's like, before they've gotten dressed for the day, Grace. Come on. Like, I mean, yeah. give these riders a break. <laughs> like, I know I always hang out in a tank top and like a thong and eat my special K. <laughs> Um, but yeah anyway so special k um one of uh the breakfast cereals from kellogg's um obviously a massive uh company not to be not to be confused with special k the drug ketamine or angel dust as it's known in some areas because the special k diet also i'd say you'd lose some weight on that special k diet (laughs) you really would it's that's also a diet for white women in tank tops and thongs to be (laughs) you're really going after the white women today I just remember being a very much featured white women in the ads. But um, yeah, no, listen, it was like, uh, it, it, obviously it's uh, either Special K, the cereal or Special K, you know, the drug. But we're talking about the Special K diet, uh, the cereal this this week. So um, basically 
the diet came along and I just remember, I just cannot believe we allowed this to happen as a society, that this was allowed to be a diet that was, by the way, ran on numerous ads. Like I remember it all over the TV and stuff like that. And basically it was like this special K and Kellogg's came out and were like, well, you should do the special K diet for two weeks if you want to dro- drop two jean sizes. That was the big thing as well. Not even dress sizes, jean sizes. They were really going after the old waist, you know? So just to tell you a little bit about it, what exactly is the special K They're diet? like, if you're using cereal to lose weight, you're not wearing dresses, ladies. Come on. Like that's, that they know their market. Like <laughs> They know their market. It's only women in jeans yeah. that, that, that eat this cereal. <laughs> um, I love that like very specific marketing of what exactly women are wearing when they're eating special K. You'll go down um, two sweatpants sizes. <laughs> you'll go down two bra sizes and they're like, oh, <laughs> I wear a bra. Um, so the premise of the special K diet sometimes known as the K diet, which is also definitely, I would assume, is ketamine, um, is simple. The diet is essentially a two-week challenge to consume special K cereal as a meal replacement for two out of your three main meals a day with the promise of a quick weight loss. Okay. Although it's only followed 14 days, eating the same cereal for two weeks per day restricts you from consuming a variety of foods and benefiting from a variety of nutrients. A bit of a Duh, comes with that. Additionally, the diet doesn't establish eating patterns beyond a two-week period, so you're likely to resort to old ways of eating once the challenge is complete. Here's what the experts say. The Special K diet encourages replacing meals with cereals and bars to promote weight loss, up to six pounds in two weeks, or or two gene sizes. The health community warns that this is unsustainable. Please, most Special K... Uh, plus, most Special K products are low in satiating fats and proteins, so you may feel hungry. Um, I don't know as well, Connor. if you like, I don't know when the last time you ate Special K, but like, I find them delicious. Like, it, it's a delicious product, don't get me wrong. But I mean, it's a very beige food. Oh, and yeah. I would imagine as like a bowl of dust that you're like, mm, for my breakfast and lunch. Delicious. Yeah, for such a sexy uh, cereal, it's quite bland. <laughs> I do remember there. Did they add berries at one stage, or they did clusters? Or oh yeah, there was bars. Red. That was yeah. Red berry special K. The bars. Yeah. The special K bars were a watershed moment in the cereal uh, culture, as far as I remember. Oh yes, I think it was nineteen ninety seven yeah. March third. Oh, just you don't have to tell you don't have green. to tell me the date. I yeah. think we all know when the special K bar came out. It was a watershed moment for all. It was like Beatlemania. <laughs> it was really like Beatlemania. Um, <laughs> So I just want to give a bit of a background. Uh, so the Special K diet was developed as part of a marketing strategy by the cereal creator itself. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Guys, we've got this great idea for selling our cereal. Let's make it into a diet. I, that's genius. That is, that's just good. It is. Re- it's, listen, it's good marketing. What can it I say? Is. Um, in 2002, Kellogg's funded a study with researchers from Purdue University to determine if consuming ready-to-eat cereal as a meal replacement twice a day would lead to weight loss. The study was published in the Journal of the American College of Nutrition with promising outcomes. As a result, the Special K Challenge was marketed to the masses with a primary focus on women. The promise? Kellogg's claims that the Special K Challenge is a simple, great-tasting way to drop up to a gene size in two weeks. There's that gene size again. <laughs> the challenge takes the guesswork out of weight loss by telling consumers to replace two meals with a special case cereal or meal replacement bar followed by a reasonable, healthy third meal. Um, a special K, the special K challenge was a popular diet option for almost a decade. Wow. Oh God. That, that, yeah. A decade. I thought this was like a flash in the pan kind of thing. Um, 
as it seemed like a viable way to lose weight quickly. For this reason, it appealed to many people. However, in 2013, however, in 2013, special K sales, along with the sales of many other weight loss foods, quote unquote, weight loss foods began to decline. Americans were losing interest in eating diet foods and shifting their focus to choosing healthy food options. Since then, Kellogg's has altered its marketing of the cereal. However, the premise of the diet, along with all its limitations, still exists. Additionally, the diet has evolved over time to include more branded products as meal and snack replacements. Which actually I didn't know. I, I think I've obviously been out of the Special K loop for a while. Um, I no longer eat the community, the cereal K and tank tops. Yeah, the K community. I you know what? I kicked I kicked K to the curb. Your K okay. habit. You're out of the K, yeah, out of the K my hole. K habit. That makes it sound either that I'm a drug addict or I'm like really into the Kardashians. Like <laughs> I just, <laughs> um, but I didn't know that it sort of expanded their range. But isn't it funny to think, right? And it's one point I wanted to make. This diet was brought, was brought, basically created by a marketing team. Of geniuses. And that marketing team. Yeah, exactly. Who deserve the Nobel Prize of marketing. <laughs> okay, if there is one. But they immediately changed their strategy the moment that a weight loss foods, you know, the fad. kind of overprocessed weight loss diet. foods, fad, the fad was over. And this is what I always think about fad diets when people are like, oh, this is meant to work. I'm always like, just really think about something you've done before, which suddenly everyone was doing. And then it like, unbelievably, like, it, like, boom, it was gone. And I never spoke of again. And they stopped doing it. It is only when they're going to make money out of you and it doesn't matter really. They don't care if it's healthy for you or in any way good for you or long lasting. So just try to remember that. Try and think of a marketing team with little devil horn <laughs> coming out of their heads. Okay. That are trying to come up with this. Great. Anyway. How does the Special K diet actually work? Okay. Well, okay. So the basically the essence of the Special K diet is that it's portion controlled, which is, you know, 90% of diets. Okay. The two week challenge that it recommends substituting two meals per day with a Special K cereal. In addition, the diet allows for portion controlled snacks, which by the way, surprise, surprise, tend to be Special K snacks, <laughs> vegetables and fruits to support short term weight loss or weight maintenance goals. The diet was never intended or marketed as a long-term weight loss solution. They were very specific about the two weeks thing, but it, I, I will say this. I noticed the special K thing. It was almost like a two-week thing that like women in particular, it was marketed to obviously, would pick it up again and again and say, oh, I have a wedding yeah. coming up in two weeks. Now, this will be the nice little, you know what I mean? Wow. Short-term weight loss. But instead, as it was seen as almost like a jumpstart option to help you meet your initial weight loss okay. goal. A lot, once again, a lot of... Um, uh, specialists would say don't use it as a jump start because t it tends to promote unhealthy eating or you're just gonna as we always say you know when you start a diet when you finish it you tend to put back more weight totally. than you began with in the first place when you resume anyway, eating anything that resembles like a normal kind of uh, yeah exactly of food. when you don't eat two bowls of dust today delicious dust i'll give them that but dust and like um, but so, just is this in this bowl of cereal is it literally just like one portion of cereal with like milk and are you okay you put berries in it or what's going on here so obviously you know they said fruit and stuff so you could put berry you know like okay. if you want to put fruit you can put fruit in it but i will go through exactly what they kind of recommend okay <laughs> and oh i'm hungry God. just thinking about all this cereal <laughs> yeah I we, know. Both, we both love a good bowl of cereal to be fair we know we've oh. established that on this show we love a good bowl of cereal 
I am a serial addict. My sister's the same. My sister's birthday is coming up and I can't believe, uh, Connor, you didn't get her anything. But my sister's birthday is coming up and uh, a friend of hers bought her a multi-pack of miniature cereals because that's how much we love them, you know, in our family. So listen, I still would eat Special K. I just don't think it should have been a diet. But anyway... Just to go through the Special K diet. So the structure of the diet, the Special K diet is simple to understand and implement. There are no set times for meals or snacks. Um, you can fit them into your schedule. But here's a sample meal plan, all right? Breakfast, meal one. One cup of Kellogg's Special K cereal. So what one cup is, that's an American cup size, is 30 grams. Which is not a bowl. Now, Connor, it's not a bowl for um, cereal. It's not a bowl. It's not a bowl at all. It's barely, like, like I, it's such a small amount. It's ridiculous, okay? Then you have two thirds cup of skim milk. So less than 30 grams of skim. Skim milk, by the way, which as we all know is, is coloured water. It's low um, in fat, and which, which it doesn't have that satiety. Yeah. So yeah, no, no satiety at all. No situation. <laughs> uh, one medium banana. The snack that you can, your midday snack would be, of course, a Kellogg's Special K Red Berries Chewy Snack Bar. Which is mind boggling because they, they're just yeah. made of sugar. It's just, it's just, oh, yeah. it's just uh, flakes of cereal in, encased in melted sugar of some sort and syrup. It is the sweetest thing. Like I will say, like I, I don't think even like the when I say the Kellogg's Special K Cereal Bar, I can taste, like I remember eating them so much, particularly on Weight Watchers, because they would, I think, only be like a point and a half. It was some ridiculous small amount that you could have. They were so, and you'd have it with your cup of tea. Jesus Christ, the sweetness of it. And I'm a person who loves sweetness. Okay, lunch would be, of course, once again, um, 30 grams of Kellogg Special K. Again, skim milk. And then they'd recommend two cups of salad. So that would be about 60 grams of salad. Your next snack would be a Kellogg Special K chocolatey dipped mint protein meal bar mm. and one medium apple. And dinner would be a normal dinner where they say like five ounces of pork loin, uh, one cup of roasted Brussels sprouts and a half a sweet potato. Those sweet potatoes coming in to save the day. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like I mean, That's their thing. Yeah. And they have, by the way, sorry, just the products, their recommended oh, yeah. products. Who? Just to point out, right, so it's just, I'm just going to pick one from like different categories. They have cereals, frozen meals, bars and bites, treats and shakes, okay? They have like, oh, Special K apple cinnamon crunch as a bar. The frozen meals are like Special K sausage pepper and cheese quiche. Their bar bites would be Special K nourish, blueberry almond quinoa bites. Their shakes and treats would be Special K cookies and cream pastry crisps. Like, you know, when you read this stuff and you're like, what is in this? Yeah. Like, as in, how are you getting even just frozen meals and stuff? Like, what? I just can't are, imagine the so, amount of sugar are, and salt and things that are in this. Like, are, are, you know? are all of these Special K meals in the supermarket today? No, you see, I think they didn't push this in Europe okay, or Ireland. Right. I think this is mostly in the States that they're still yes. doing this. So it's like they're not actually pushing the Special K diet anymore, but they're still kind of expanding mm-hmm. the um, range of, you know, Special K stuff so that people will still kind of do it anyway. Do you okay. know what I mean? That sort of stuff. Um, obviously, right, the pros and cons. The pros are <laughs> Special K products are cost effective. Now that... I don't particularly think Special Cake products are that cost effective. They're quite, I think they're kind of, you know, expensive. Um, a practical diet apparently is the pro for this. Not much planning required because there's not much food or, or joy. And uh, relative safe and no health risks because it's only two weeks long. 
the cons are may cause increased appetite. <laughs> um, limited options can be boring is one yeah. of the cons. Um, it's only a short term plan. And of course, it doesn't create any healthy habits. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just like, you know, listen, when it says may, it's absolutely nuts. When it says may cause increased appetite, I mean, that just makes you think like, you know, I mean, there's so many things nowadays to say, like, don't eat cereal. It's like, you know, just eating like a bowl of sugar first thing in the morning. Uh, you know, if, if people yeah. are trying to cut back on carbs, it's like the, one of the worst things they can have. But um, like when you eat a bowl of cereal, like you might be full after eating it, but like an hour later, you will be oh, yeah. starving. You'll be, so that's, oh, that's why they're pushing, that's why they're pushing the snacks. So it's like, I'm starving. Give me yeah. that feckin' bar. Like, you know. Um, yeah. Wow. No, because I, I, I completely agree. I more see cereal now as like a, a snack. As in like, if I was like, oh, I could, like gagging for an L bowl of cereal but also a bowl of cereal for me when I saw those recommended sizes when I would actually like weigh out kind of a free pour yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm getting like a thousand grams yeah. of my bowl of cereal is like and also can I just say I've, it's just me of bowls gotten bigger like I feel like the depth of a bowl now is like you know what I mean? yeah. it's really just not much that you're getting obviously this is I'm just a cereal fucking fanatic or something but Listen, I, the one thing I will say about this is obviously they're not pushing the diet thing now with Special K. Good. But how in God's name actually do they get away with this? Like, it's a weird thing to me. You you were saying this again before, but like, you know, if you're going to go down, which a lot of governments have gone down the whole obesity epidemic and you know what I mean? Like the, everything that is wrong in life is because someone has weight on them. That's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, the trees aren't growing fast enough. That's because their people are gaining more weight. I, that's all, the there's trees. always something. Exactly. <laughs> eating all the trees. But if you are going to go down that route, which, you know, say like the Tory government just recently have, it is madness to me that you would let a private company it, like push these diets that will cause people probably in the long term to have more weight on them yeah. or won't allow them to build up healthy eating habits in the long term. Like it's crazy to me. I'm like, so you aren't in no way trying to solve an actual problem that you think exists. Do you know what I mean? So like this is just where like a diet like this, I just can't believe that this was on the telly, that they promoted it to women, but also like, let's call it a spade a spade. Teenagers did this. Like I did this when I was in school. So I'd have my little 30 grams of like shitty you know, special K that I bring into school with a little thing of milk and I'd eat that as my lunch. You know what I find so strange? And it strange? would be normal. Because I, 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 I get that you're saying like it was it was uh, marketed towards women. I remember special K being marketed towards women, as we mentioned. Yeah. But I'm racking my brains here like for this because obviously, you know, fad diets have been in my, um, on my radar for years and years yeah. and years. But I'm just really trying to rack my brain, trying to think, I don't know, maybe, maybe I, I've seen some, billboards with like you know special k and like a, a waist with like a measuring tape around it or something like that yeah yeah you know that was the big one actually the, the measuring tape around the bowl do you remember that okay. and it would sort of like tighten the bowl. Yes. yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. sure okay yeah. so it's 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 coming back to me it's buried in there it's deep in there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> you were you were just focusing on the sexy cereal and the sexy ladies in it connor's like it it's been. weird i never re- i don't remember a diet or anything yeah. <laughs> holding up those posters with one hand on my wall is just like hard to read all of the print um 
But no, but I, I guess it just wasn't really fully on my radar at the time. I was probably, you know, if it was if it was in the early 2000s, I had a lot of other stuff to worry about at that time. So, um, yeah, I guess it just, it, you know, it didn't exactly come Y2K up. was still, a, you know, people were still worried that that might kick in. <laughs> but what was um, what was your experience yeah. like on it? You know, I just remember, you see, once again, I loved cereal. So for me, I was like, oh, this is the answer to all my problems. I'm going to get to have two bowls of cereal to, a day. But once again, of course, when you see the serving size, you just be starving. So I was pretty much living on a few pieces of fruit. Um, and also, I will say, um, I, I when I read up on it as well, a lot of other um, health experts were saying they're very vague on what a healthy and balanced dinner is. Right. So by the time you would have gotten to dinner after having a very small bowl 30 grams of special K for your breakfast, maybe with a small banana. And they're always very, you know, you particularly see in real diet culture, they're very like medium sized apple, medium sized banana. Let's not go nuts. Yeah. You know, um, but by the time you got to dinner, you would be starving. Here's a quick question. What do you do with that half a banana? You know, like, you know, when you're making <laughs> yeah, I know. that half banana is the bane of my existence, like. Bananas like have no backbone. The moment they get a bit of air to them, they suddenly are like shriveled and brown. You can't leave them for 10 seconds yeah. exposed without them like, without them just falling to pieces. So now I know I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want pro banana people at me. Don't come at me <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. Okay. I love me a banana, but this is, bananas have no backbone. They're the, they're the, they're like the cowardly lion of the Wizard of Oz. Hashtag bananas have no backbone. <laughs> I, I just think there's so many diets that are like eat half banana or mini banana but so many bananas you get are like massive so you're like oh, oh well, they're huge I guess yeah. I would be yeah. an absolute pig if I was to eat this entire banana in my cereal so I'm gonna yeah. leave what do you do with the other half like Grace this is a serious yeah. problem like what do you do it's with a serious the- problem and it's why listen that's why so many people are investing in banana bread now like what can you do <laughs> when you are told to eat half a banana you know what I mean that's it's crazy it's crazy but yeah so my 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 re- like recollection of the special kid diet is being in school, being a teenager, bringing my little 30 grams of special K to school at my lunch, pouring it in a little bit of skim milk. And, and like when I say treasuring every bite, oh God, yeah. because I wasn't going to be eating again for hours. That's what I remember of it. And I remember a lot of other young women doing it as well in my school, which is mm. very upsetting. Um, but anyway, that's all for, um, the special K okay. diet. Sure. And do you know uh, why special K is called special K? It's an interesting fact. Why? Uh, so it's named. Uh, so one of the researchers in the Kellogg's food kitchen uh, was addicted to ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> I, love the, I love the idea. Hey, what are we going to call this like uh, sugar maze? It's like, give me some of that pieces. special K, man. Give me some of that special K. Oh, okay. Good idea. <laughs> It's actually it's actually a much more wholesome, heartwarming story. That one of the um, researchers in the Kellogg's kitchen, after he kicked his special K habit, uh, <laughs> he had he had given birth, or his wife had given birth to seven sons, and his final child was uh, a daughter who they named Kathleen, and the nickname for her was Special K because uh. because of the aforementioned ketamine habit. Um, <laughs> So they were like, yeah, let's just slap that on a cereal and make millions. Okay, cool. Karen Glennon, a.k.a. Session Mott Martina, is an Irish professional wrestler from Rathfarnham in Dublin. She began wrestling training in 2011 
making her debut just six months later. But performing in the wrestling ring wasn't part of her plan, as Karen herself said. I was a lot heavier when I was younger, so it never really crossed my mind to actually wrestle. You're looking at all these girls that are on TV that are in great shape and stuff. I found the main stage wrestling Facebook page and just thought to myself, oh, maybe I could go down and train to be a referee. It was at the main stage wrestling's training school where she met Joe Cabra, who started over the top wrestling and the rest, as they say, is history. Since then, Karen has stepped into the ring all over the world, from the UK to Germany to Japan and of course the US, winning numerous championship titles along the way. She's currently signed to the US wrestling company Ring of Honor. Welcome to Fad Camp, Karen. Hey, Grace. Hey, Connor. <laughs> I'm so honored to be your first guest. Yeah, I know. I was like, how did you know so much? <laughs> oh, I've been stalking you for the last <laughs> day or so. Um, just for a reference, I actually know Karen because you used to be my neighbor up the road uh, from yeah. my parents' house in Rathfarnham. So good shout out. Oh my God. You're my claim to fame, Karen. I literally, you're <laughs> the only famous person I know. Yeah, are you kidding me? You're mine. <laughs> big, big fan of Fag Camp, so, you know. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, it's, it's quite great to actually be talking to you on this as well, seeing as we both grew up as heavy kids on the street. So yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, you know, it's going to be a trip down memory lane. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I'm like, what? happened on our road that it produced so many children who became fad dieters <laughs> yeah, like we we played games we played like we ran around sometimes yeah you know we played <laughs> well, hide and seek you know yeah <laughs> we just hide and hope not to be caught but like still like yeah yeah um okay so Karen right first of all obviously like can't wait to discuss really obviously dieting within wrestling and everything like that but I just want to start off okay so off the top of your head, how many diets do you think you've done in your life? Like different diets. Oh man, I would say, I think I have, I think I've been on like a constant diet of some form since I was like 19 and I'm just like going 30 now. Uh, but I'd say in that about a hundred, you know, you read something and you're like, oh yeah, that sounds great. I'll do that. And you do it for like two hours and yeah. then it's up. <laughs> um, but I think it's always like, since it's just kind of gets something that just constantly ingrained in your head you know what I mean when you have been heavy as a kid and you lose it and you kind of fluctuate over the years it's going to be something that you just you don't look at food the way other people do you know what I mean you're like it's kind of like you constantly see carbs you constantly see fats you constantly see protein you can't like it's not food anymore that's what you see but you go like up and down on how bothered I guess you are at the time isn't it really yeah like Oh yeah, today I care, tomorrow I don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's basically, for me, it's like 10 minutes ago I cared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's kind of cold this afternoon, maybe I don't care and I'm just going to have oh, some nice Oh, you need to treat eat. yourself, it's cold outside. Oh, you need to treat yourself, it's morning, you need to treat yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's you, pretty much sh- like that all the time. Yeah, I completely. think I've been on about three diets today, so <laughs> I'm doing pretty well so far. <laughs> That's yeah, I woke so, up today with a zest and then uh, the jellies in the aisle saw me and I was like, ah, you know, it's it's winter. I deserve it. It's 2020. I deserve a treat. That's it. <laughs> oh, 2020 definitely is the year of the treat. And I think that like yeah. in the Chinese 
you know, Zodiac calendar, they should just call it the, you know, it's like the year of the rabbit, the year of the dragon. It's the year <laughs> of the treat. It's the year that yeah. we just get, we get a write-off, a pass. Yeah. Um, but can you name, right, some of the diets off the top of your head that you would have tried over the years then? I tried Weight Watchers for a while. I tried, um, because, you know, there's always that one person that swears by it. Yeah. And you see that like, oh my God, look what happened to them. Yeah, I'm going to try it. And for you, it just doesn't work. Uh, I've definitely done the low carb thing. That's kind of something that's always in the back of your nice. head. You're always like, oh, that's meant to be a miracle worker. That's meant to drop everything instantly. I'll try that. Uh, intermittent fasting, uh, just high protein. I've tried paleo, which I guess is just low carb. Uh, it depends yeah. on how strict you're going to be on it. I've done like trying to like just drink protein shakes and one meal, special K diet. Oh, <laughs> as, yeah. <laughs> as I said to Grace before. Um, yeah, I just feel, or else you're just like, oh, no, 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 this like microwave meal, like, oh, it's oh, yeah. only 200 calories. So that, that must be great for me. And you realize, oh my God, this tastes like actual carbon, like cardboard. This is horrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I don't know. I couldn't even count. I just feel like, your mind's trained into being a different diet constantly you know what I mean like oh this is good this is bad oh I know I've actually heard that's bad you know what I mean yeah and it yeah, is it's it's, Sorry, it's almost ahead. like you're living your life or like we are like living our lives under this umbrella of diet culture you know and it's mm. like it's always there in the background but then like every now and again there's like a specific one that catches your attention you know <laughs> <laughs> works yeah. fast how yeah. to shred all your body weight in two days <laughs> yeah. yeah I always like how to how to lose two stone in an hour and you're like oh my god amazing and really the way you're going to do that is probably die <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's in if it's a supplement it's definitely not good for you <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and and I ask right so I mean I know you were saying before you were heavier when you were younger. Um, uh, when did, like, with wrestling, like, going into wrestling, as I said from the quotes, you said, like, you didn't think you were kind of going to train and think, oh, I'm going to just go down and train as a referee. I won't wrestle. What kind of changed when you went down there? Like, did you just not think it was possible because of your body shape or body type at the time? Or Like... Yeah, this was like, this was in 2011. So it was like a very, very different time in wrestling itself. Um, this was a time when it was like still kind of like they didn't really put much emphasis on women's wrestling. And all the women that you did see wrestling were Playboy models. They were really, really skinny and they were yeah. beautiful. They had, they were very, unatta- they were superstars. They were yeah. unattainable. They didn't really pay much attention to women actually being talented wrestlers or being kind of the real people that this, the business has kind of progressed to become now because nowadays it is very very much more welcoming like it's not about how you look like it's there it is there it's definitely still an aspect to it but yeah I think it's just as time has gone on people have started to respect they like the real people in wrestling they like people that are relatable and then just like the, that whole fake unattainable look what it just became it became old because it's been like that in wrestling since the 80s really you know what I mean but uh this was a time obviously when I had like fallen in love with wrestling and um I loved it and it was everything to me but I just didn't think I had lost a little bit of weight from like I think from like I don't even know Grace you would know better than me but like since I was a child to like 18 (laughs) I was very heavy I wouldn't be able to say like exactly what it like stones and all that stuff because I just never knew but I knew I was a big yeah. unit. <laughs> um, but uh, I think like it just never really 
bothered me me too much as a teenager. Like it was in my head, obviously, as it is with everybody. But I just kind of, oh, I'm big boned, you know, I just kind of accepted it for a long time. Yeah. And also, can I say, I think you looked great. Like, as in like, you know, when you look back, like you will sometimes put up, I'm not a huge fan of before, but you'll sometimes put up like, oh, TBT. And obviously you've changed a lot. And by the way, like, obviously you've changed a lot because you're an athlete now. Like, I mean, I consider you like an athlete, (laughs) you know, you're a wrestler, but you are. I mean, Karen, listen, (laughs) you are literally doing flips in a ring while, (laughs) you know, tackling someone. You're an athlete. But, you know, I never... Like, it's a funny thing, particularly, I think, if you do grow up with um, bigger or, you know, with issues with food, you actually are so much harsher on mm. yourself. It's when you show people, yeah. they'll go, oh, I never saw yeah. you that way. Like, because mm. then I never consider, you know, you always look great to me. So it's the fact that you'll look back. It's nice that at least at the time you weren't being very harsh on yourself because that's, you know. Yeah, but it, was, it was kind of just something I just accepted as a teenager. You know what I mean? I was just kind of like. Oh, and you know, it was actually when I started to lose weight when I became a bit psycho about it, uh, which is ironic, like, right. well, is it? But um, I remember at about maybe 19, it actually happened because you're a sister, Grace. <laughs> I remember she had lost oh. loads of weight <laughs> and I, uh, she was just going on walks. So I started going on walks with her. Yeah. And I started just noticing, because I this was coming from a time when I used to like, when we used to play chasing, I used to fall and twist my ankle just so I didn't have to run anymore. <laughs> or I just, I literally would like never go to PE in school. I would skip the whole day of school yeah. so I didn't have to go to PE. Like fitness was just zero. I had none. I don't think I'd ever run my life like or lifted away or did any form of exercise ever. And uh, But I started going on these walks. So I started like noticing like the smallest little bit of a loss and I was like yeah I guess it was just kind of you know that adrenaline rush when somebody notices it and they say oh you lost a bit of weight and you you kind of get addicted to that in a way like yeah and then I was like oh I have to keep going I have to keep going and then um during that time I'd like I hadn't lost much but I lost a bit and I got pretty obsessive about it and that's when I started like okay I need to count my calories oh what's this what it I never knew what a carb was I never knew what like Protein was food to me came in like containers and it was chocolate bars and you know I had the worst diet ever as a kid yeah. and it was just normal in a way you know what I mean but uh once you once you start you start down a rabbit hole you, you just go full fully through it you know so then it was like yeah. uh then I found the wrestling school and I was like instantly because I had a lot more like I was more self-conscious then about myself because I had noticed the weight started to go and I started yeah. to be harder on myself because of it. So I was like, no way, no, I could never do it. I could never do it. So I had a friend that went down and did it. So I went and I met the owner of the thing and I kind of said to him like, oh, you know, I'd love to give it a go, but I don't think I'd be able for it. And he just kind of said like, no, no, seriously, come down, like, just give it a try. Because they obviously had no girls at the time. So they were like, oh, right. a girl that wants to wrestle, go for it. Um, so Can I just brought, say, very like, intimidating to walk into a new place full of men. It was terrifying. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm going to try wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I'd be too like, afraid to do that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no chance. I remember it so well. Like, I remember walking here and just like, especially because it's all like, you, like teenage boys, they're just looking at you like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh God, I wish I didn't do this. Um, but then I remember like the training back then as well anyway was like, we would start the training with um, half an hour because one of the guys that trained us was like a fitness instructor. 
So he'd start and like none of the guys were in shape. This is another thing. Like it was a lot of skinny boys or big boys, whatever. But they were all kind of kids with dreams pretty much. Yeah. So and that is like as a trainer now, that is your audience. You know what I mean? You want to take these kids that want to do this, give them a road to go down with passion. You know what I mean? But obviously part of the business is being fit and being in shape, especially for boys. Like that's the thing. I actually think male wrestlers they're mental they're insane they are so obsessed with their bodies they'd be like bodybuilders in that way where they look at everything because they're like oh i have to take my top off in front of uh like 200 people this weekend so you know they're yeah they're pretty insane yeah. and as well they're constantly comparing themselves to other guys do you know what i mean they're yeah. looking at like guys like the rock guys like I'm trying to think of a wrestler that you might know <laughs> but just really no rich. even jo- john cena Steven. or yeah like uh, any of those guys from back in the day even because i actually weirdly am a bit of a wrestling fan now i haven't <laughs> kept up with it as much yeah but when i was i've been a, i was a late 90s early noughties yeah, child too. of wrestling you know yeah. the, the what i consider the peak time of wrestling which is china and all i those do people. too trust me i do too <laughs> but it's weirdly one of the first one of the sports, which is kind of in a weird way, almost on a level playing field with men and women in terms of the body yeah. um, pressure, because yeah. the men are as much like I've, I, there's not one hair on a male wrestler that I can see in WWE. And like yeah. WWE, by the way, should have their own like fake tan line because I just think <laughs> the, the fake tan going on there is insane. But you know what I mean? I can see where you say like the pressure of the men just, yeah. I'd imagine it, it can cause as well, probably a bit of body dysmorphia. Literally, a lot lot of the men I can think of in wrestling, like they like you know, like say they have to take off their shirts. They wear such little amounts. Like often, it's like kind of like an underpant kind of thing. (laughs) It's trunks, like pretty much. They're trunks, or else they're short, like short shorts. And and if I if I had to wear that in a stadium full of people, I'd be in the gym every five minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. Like keep me up at night. Yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to like like spell carb let alone eat one (laughs) you wouldn't go near the stuff yeah that's the thing like especially like back then I remember it like for me it was it was terrifying and so I yeah so I started like the training we started doing like a half an hour of just like bodyweight squats push-ups your push-ups on your knees like and little bits of exercise and like Obviously, then you start getting in the ring and you realize, oh, crap, I need cardio because I'm getting up and down, up and down, up and down. And then like yeah. uh, burpees were introduced to my life, which was the oh. bane of my existence. <laughs> uh, yeah. Connor, by the way, <laughs> Karen, Connor hates burpees. Like I, I, I do think he has some childhood trauma that there a burpee is. was if, involved. Because if I was them. a wrestler, my arch nemesis would just be a burpee just coming into the ring. <laughs> I literally hate them. I absolutely hate them. Now, like this is what goes back to like you saying that I'm an athlete and stuff like I literally think I get by on the skin of my teeth, like compared to some of the people there, like they are some of the guys I know are fitness machines. I know one guy that over the quarantine time, he spent two weeks wait, going for a 5k run every four hours. And that's over, over three weeks, every four hours. So he'd wake up he'd, at four, he'd go at 12 o'clock at night, go to sleep for a bit, get up at four in the morning, eight on the dot. <laughs> and I was like, this guy is in, like, that's willpower. Like I've never, ever heard what of. What are you running from? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What are you kids, running from? He has two kids. <laughs> 
But like, what? oh, there. You and go. it's there this go. is during the time where they're all home from school as well. So he had to constantly be oh on them. God. I was like, and like this guy, I was like, you just made me feel so bad for sitting in my own filth for the last six months. <laughs> <laughs> but that does seem uh, not to. But that doesn't seem quite excessive, Karen. Like, I mean, like, you know, when you're talking about trying to be maybe get a bit of balance yeah. in your life. Like, you know, when someone says something like that to me now, something like I a few years ago, if someone said that to me, I would be like, oh, my God, well, I'm just the worst because I yeah. don't do that. Now I'm more like, well, you know what? Like, I also want to yeah. live till like I'm 90. So maybe doing that mightn't get you. Maybe See, crazy. with him, you know what I mean? With him, I genuinely think it was a like, he's the type of guy like he that was him to push himself. You know what I mean? Like that, it's a release, that way, he felt even. great about himself after that, and he was really proud yeah. of himself. And he is like a fitness machine. Um, so I was like, "That's amazing! Like that's so great for you! Wow, you're amazing!" But like in my head, I'm like, "That is." I just never have had that sort of. I've never been able to be that strict on myself. Do you know what I mean? I've never had that sort of dedication. And when, but when, okay, so say like going back to like 2011 when you did start, okay, and you know, obviously you're getting into the fitness, that's all great. And you're starting to like, obviously learn a lot about wrestling. Did you, I mean, like I've looked back in some photos, the costumes you wear today are much more mm. covered up because obviously you're playing a character like Martina, yeah. you know, but back then you were kind of wearing more of the skimpier things. Did you feel a pressure to be like, I better start like keeping, getting stricter on a diet or following a 100%. diet? 100%. That was probably the, there was like a time then when I'd obviously died so much, I got very skinny, which I, I never even thought at the time. I was like, I don't, I know I got very skinny, but I had a very loose skin because I had been so heavy and I lost weight quite fast. So I was like, no, I'm still fat. No, I'm still fat. But everyone around me was like, no, you're actually like really, really thin now. But I couldn't see it. And it was kind of one of them things where yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. And I was driving myself a bit crazy. And I think it was because... I, like it's kind of weird like the car was much smaller then and the crowds were smaller then it was like it was in front of maybe like 50 people at the time yeah. and like it, we didn't have social media as big then you know the wrestling scene itself wasn't as big then so yeah. there weren't like eyes on you or whatever and I was like but like I was so concerned about my body I was like I'll never go to WWE because of my body I'll never go anywhere because of my body I'll never go to Japan I'll never go I'll never get signed anywhere I never thought wrestling was going to be a full job or anything like that because I was like no it's a hobby I don't have the body to be a star because I don't look like these women um and who, I remember who, that's you said are like, like models like there's in like they yeah, weren't exactly. even really not really wrestlers but some of them weren't, they weren't like, wrestlers yeah, so that's yeah. the thing they weren't they were they weren't they weren't in like they they, they, and you could tell that by their um by their work really yeah but then over time like the whole women's revolution kind of happened in wrestling and that's when they started like hiring indie women so you start watching like independent wrestling and you start seeing these girls that are actually class at wrestling yeah and you'd be like oh my god like this is this is amazing to see like girls actually wrestling the way the guys do this is fantastic and they also started like looking more real like they weren't all blonde and uh, like had surgery and all this stuff they just genuinely they'd be in good shape but yeah. they'd like look like people that you could be you could know and everything like that so it all because started to come everything started to become a lot more like realistic I yeah. guess as time went on and then it was around um <clears throat> 2015 that I invented like Sashmont Martina and uh 
obviously then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this character. Set him up. I want it to be full character. I want it to be comedy. So I was like, I'm not going to wear Let's see what I can wear. So I started wearing jammies and a t-shirt because I was like, that's what a Sechamot would wear. Because Martina is like swear. from the flats is what she's meant to be, isn't yeah. it? Like she's a comedy character. Yeah. She's from the flats. You be drinking cans now to be yeah. on stage. Yeah. It's a great character. It's so, like such a great character. But yeah, as you yeah, said. It's, really fu- it's, it's like, it is inspired off everything like that yeah. we've seen from Dublin at the time, but obviously nowhere else in the world like knew what a Sechamot was. So I'm like, right, I'm just going to take this and see how I can like, change it up for international people or stuff like that but they got the gist of it pretty fast but yeah once I started wearing like clothes that were more covered I felt it, it's insane the difference I felt it, just in myself I just was so much less hard on myself right I wasn't like because I was like okay no I'm safe now I have this character and um, I'm meant to be comedy so I'm not actually trying to be like these yeah these other girls that like I like kind of that thing like I know I'm not that but I, so I don't want any of you to think that I think that I am, if you get me. Right. Yeah. It's almost like you're not like trying to like, oh, get, pretend that I'm I'm trying to be like Maurice over here yeah. or like Kelly Kelly. I'm actually just going to do this own thing. And it just kind of brought along such a relief, if you get me. Like it was just like, OK, well, like I don't have to be that so I can kind of do this. And yeah. it just it really, really changed things. But then at the end of the day, you constantly kind of in your head, you're like, okay well gym just gotta go to the gym gotta try eat well you know stuff like that but then it's always if you if you eat bad on the road you don't beat yourself up as much as as you used to you know what I mean and it's like you know when you're saying because even the words bad or good or you know what I mean I suppose Mm. when you're I know you don't like to be called an athlete (laughs) you are a professional wrestler and um, you you would laugh at me if you see me <laughs> in the in the gym. You would laugh at me and like like this girl an athlete. <laughs> well, I've seen you do the jumps you've done in the in the ring. It's you're an athlete yeah. to my eyes and a god. No, um, but yeah, I suppose as well. It's getting to a point of if you have been dieting up until this point, as you've said, you've done all these diets, the special K diet, the Weight Watchers. This is all about restricting calories. It's actually mm. when you start to obviously do the exercise you're doing, you need the food. If you're going to be yeah. doing a match, you actually, it's such a weird thing to go from being a dieter to then being like, I'm going to really need, I need energy here. Like I need, I'm not going to yeah. last. I'm not, I need to be strong. I need to last a match, do cardio, do, you know, like strength as well and do, be doing flips and all this. Like, did you find when you started being able to kind of wear more clothes on stage, how did that affect your diet? Like, did you find more freedom in it? Do you know, I've never been one to like, so obviously I'm surrounded by like people that are obsessed with fitness. Like you've got these big muscly lads with abs and they're all coming to shows with their chicken and rice and they're surviving on that and their tuna and stuff like that. And like they're they're the very, the types of like count your macros, uh, all that kind of stuff. And they count. And I'm just like, it's way too much for me. I'm just like, I just don't understand it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just can't follow it. I don't, I just don't have, I just don't have the brains, I guess, to be that um, strict on myself, I guess. I don't know. I just kind of, uh, it is something that's definitely still in my head though. I'm kind of like, I know I should eat before a show, but I just can't, so I won't. Um, do you know what I mean? And so you can't help it sometimes, like the bad habits in your head of being like, oh, I didn't eat today. Hmm, maybe that's a good thing. But you know that that's not good. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's, I feel like it's something that's just constantly ingrained since the bad days of when you were like, oh no, I need to eat 
like I can only eat like a pickle today <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean and if I want to lose weight but it, unfortunately I do think that when you see all these fad diets and stuff and they say that it works it does kind of stick in your head like oh yeah okay if I don't eat breakfast if I don't eat lunch if I only w- eat one meal today I'll lose weight yeah and like even like 10 years later you're kind of like oh well okay maybe it will work you know what I mean but you know better at this point but um but even the fact that you're saying oh before a match a match which you're obviously you know going to need a lot of energy for you're like oh maybe I won't eat like that's yeah you know if you were talking to say someone else it's so funny how what we do to ourselves but if say someone else was to say to you oh I'm about to do much about but she's eat up there now because you're going to need the like you become (laughs) like a man you'd be like but eat up your dinner there now because you're going to need the energy you know but it's so true. It, it's hard though. It's hard on the road, like um, especially when you go to different countries. Like I remember every time I go to Germany, I hate the food. Oh, like really? I don't know why, I just hate the Germany food. And like, well, the, Ger- the Germans like, aren't exactly there. known for their cuisine, Karen. So you're quite. Yeah. <laughs> it's all very, it's all like, very heavy, heavy and rich. I wouldn't exactly want to be. Yeah, around yeah. It's like sauce breakfast. Like yeah, it's just exactly sausage. like. But then like. I I get flights at like five in the morning and I'd be like the only thing I actually like that I could eat here is like a pretzel and I remember like I'd be like okay I'll have a pretzel in the morning and then like we'd have catering at the shows but the catering was just first of all you have to fight off about like 50 hungry wrestlers and crew <laughs> okay. when the catering actually comes and then uh they also it's also just just it is very heavy and I'm just like it's greasy too and I'm just like I'd rather not. And there's also the thing in the back of my head as well. Like when you are around these like big muscly wrestlers and they're eating their chicken and rice, I don't want to be sitting there with like my Sainsbury sandwich just being like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, just got to have the, you know, you, you can't yeah. help it. You were kind of like, oh, they're doing this. Should I be doing that too? And taking into account like they're big muscle men that count every single thing that goes into their body. Like, they're not watching me have a sandwich. They don't care what I'm eating. But in my yeah. head, I'm thinking they're going to judge me. I'm not being a proper wrestler. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? They're going to think I'm not doing this right or something. Or You know yeah. what I mean? They yeah, you're just, you're just counting your like calories that. and they're just counting their abs. Like, you know. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> but the thing is, they're, they're all so judgy about that sort of stuff. Like, sure. they they all care so much. They're about, it's, it is about the body to a lot yeah. of them. You know, yeah. they'd be like, oh, you lost, like, they would be the ones like, oh, you lost weight. And I've even had lads come up to me before and be like, you put on a few pounds. And I'd be like, oh, <gasps> wow. What? Yeah, it's a, it's Karen, a very like. I go stop yeah, that man now. <laughs> I, would, I would be taking those guys into the ring. I probably have, to be fair. I probably have, to be fair. So I definitely probably got my uh, revenge on that yeah, one. But uh, yeah, like, that's the thing. I feel like it kind of gets in your head that they're like, there's yeah, kind of somebody you're, you're being watched and I think it's yeah. always the looming thing as well of like you have this like plate of what you think WWE wants which again yeah. is that girl and obviously they branch off it but like it's it's such a thing like you learn when you start wrestling it's like you need a character you need a body and you need a you need to be athletic enough yeah you know what I mean and like they're the three things you need and like I remember the look from the old days of the way it was with WWE a look was pretty much top yeah. top on the list like because they could take they used to take like or they sometimes still do like football players that look amazing that have never wrestled before and just train them up to be a wrestler do you know what I mean football just because players. they're these beasts yeah they're because they're huge and right. they like the old like Vince McMahon way of things he liked his lads to be like six foot like that's kind of changed for guys a huge thing for years was always their height it's like 
you'd have to be a certain you'd have to be a certain height or you, you can't be a wrestler because then they'd always have the referees be really small so the wrestlers yeah. are bigger on tv yeah. and all this kind of stuff so if they're that strict about it that's why in my head i was always like no i don't have a chance with wwe ever nice. and uh over time obviously they change a few things and I then decided I didn't want to go there, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of for them sort of reasons, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just they're yeah. like they're very, it's just not a good place in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mentally. Okay, this is the serial wrestling fight to end all serial wrestling fights, folks. Special K wants to be declared the healthiest serial in the world. But in order to do so, Special K will need to defeat what is considered one of the unhealthiest serials, Sugar Puffs. That should be no issue for Special K, really, as they consider themselves very healthy. And here comes Special K entering the ring at 113 calories per 30 gram serving. This cereal is strutting into the ring, telling all the spectators to do the Special K diet for two weeks to drop two jean sizes. And here comes Sugar Puffs in a hyper state, entering the ring at 114 calories per 30 grams serving. That's only one calorie difference between these two amazing competitors. Special K makes the first hit against Sugar Puffs. But the hit doesn't seem to have any effect on Sugar Puffs, who slams back into Special K. My God, these two just keep throwing hits, but it's making no difference. Well, there's very little between these two nutrition-wise. Special K has just 0.1 grams saturated fat, while Sugar Puffs has 0.2 grams. The only area Sugar Puffs gains is 6.6 grams of sugar versus Special K's 4.5 grams. That's very little difference overall. We've just received a note that Sugar Puffs has been rebranded as Honey Monster Puffs. Of course, because honey sounds better than sugar. A brilliant decision for this competitor. Oh my god, Crunchy Nut Cornflakes has run into the ring out of nowhere. My god, Crunchy Nut Cornflakes at 119 calories per 30 gram serving and with by far the most sugar of any of these, any of these competitors. This cereal is trying to make a name for itself and step out of the shadow of his brother, Cornflakes. Oh my god, oh my god, stop everything. They're all knocked out. All three cereals have knocked each other out and are lying on the ground. There was not enough nutritional difference between these three cereals to have any clear winner. This is a loser's draw. I made my breakout by being a character wrestler. Yeah. So I had an original character that nowhere else in the world has a woman doing comedy matches or just something so abrasive um and yeah and just kind of something different but then it's also I do train hard or I did when we were had training uh, I really started to focus on my actual in-ring career so nice. I was like 
just really, really focusing on the wrestling and getting better and better and better. And it's having better matches to make me better. So that kind of became full circle with becoming more of an athlete and kind of helping with like getting fitter in itself. I started focusing more on like actual in-ring training. And then I'd obviously I'd go to the gym, but I was just trying to do a lot of cardio just to kind of keep weight off. But I wasn't obsessing about, oh, I need big arms or I need big legs or I need flat stomach or whatever like that I was just kind of like and as well with your costume you kind of find ways to to hide it you know what I mean like yeah. it's like oh if I wear high-waisted um skirt uh, you know what I mean little yeah. things like that so you kind of you find your little but then I, again I've been wrestling 10 years so it took me a while <laughs> <laughs> it's like I basically wearing a muumu if I was going into the ring I'd yeah. just be wearing <laughs> one long like parachute over my head like over my entire body I, um, I wore a onesie so many times in the middle of summer I'd come to the ring in a onesie to I never <laughs> wrestled in the onesie but it was like it, that was the most secure I ever felt because I was like nobody knows what's under this <laughs> yet <laughs> I feel like if I was one of them kind of naturally skinny girls or, you know, just one of them girls like in shape and didn't like have to try as hard, I probably would be a lot more comfortable. But I think it's just in my head from being big as a kid and everyone kind of knowing I was big that I'm kind of like, oh, they're going to like judge me if I eat this. They're going to think I don't care anymore. They're going to think I'm not dedicated or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like it's a lot of whirlwinds in your head and you're just kind of constantly you don't want to seem like you're not trying or that you don't care about this business when you're actually trying everything in your power you know but they don't they didn't see you eating bowls of special k only trying to lose weight for a show you know what i mean stuff like that please don't do the special k diet again no (laughs) (laughs) i'm begging you i never yeah i never want to see a bowl of special k ever again in my life (laughs) it's basically like the special k diet is two bowls of dust one yeah. for breakfast, one for lunch, and then essentially a, a dinner, like a I dinner, used, which is I like, used to actually yeah. think it was nice. I remember being like, oh, Special K is actually a lovely cereal. I literally never want to have it again. It is disgusting yeah. now. I know, I know. Um, yeah, well, like, listen, I one thing I'll say is, um, you know, for a person, as you're saying, like, you know, I don't think anyone could ever say, Karen, that no one thinks that you uh, work hard at this business. You've literally gone and like was offered a contract at WWE. Like, I mean, <laughs> come on. That's not bad from yeah. a girl from Rath Farnham where they, <laughs> you know, a girl from Rath Farnham where they apparently just like, I don't know, manufactured people with eating disorders on that road. <laughs> no, no, Grace, that was just our road. That was just our road. I don't know how many kids on that road for some reason had to do the special K diet. Um, They're all wrestlers now, actually. Yeah, yeah that's it. All. We're going to start our own federation. Yeah. yeah. We're all doing the Royal Rumble. So it's just yeah. kids from that road, Rath Farnham, that are <laughs> going to be in the Royal Rumble. Uh, um, I feel sorry for that ring. <laughs> You're going to need a like, special <laughs> reinforced ring. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of the things that kind of popped into my head just as we were talking is like, I know a a TV show and documentary that's really popular nowadays in relation to female wrestling is uh, Glow, you know, and from what I've seen from the documentary and the show there, they, they seem to be very diverse in kind of like, you know, ages and body size and characters. Like, is that something that's kind of like, um, you know, that you'd be kind of conscious of in, in your workers? Is that in any way inspirational to you? Or do you, do you look at that and, do you think it has it has a place in the kind of women's revolution of wrestling that you were talking about before? Yeah, well, like I 
I only watched the first season of Glow. I didn't watch the uh, other one. I don't know why, because I heard it's great. But uh, yeah. um, I think that's another thing that, like, you know, back in that era of, like, the Kelly Kellys and stuff, it was, like, you almost had a cutoff date. I remember thinking, I think I was, like, 2021-ish when I, like, kind of had started, like, I'm not going to say being good because it compared to, like, what wrestling became after that, but I was, like, having good matches I was doing well for like a small little corner of Ireland that it was and I was like pretty dedicated to it at this point like I was okay I'm a wrestler now and it was in my routine um but I was like oh crap I'm 21 (laughs) and uh you kind of thought the cutoff date was like around 25 26 at the most and I remember yeah (laughs) like these girls were young these and I was like oh damn I'm like I remember thinking at 21 oh my god I started this so late I wish why didn't I start this when I was 16 which is insane now. It's insane. Yeah. But um, yeah, because I was like, realistically, I didn't actually hit it very good until I was 27, 28. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So at 21 thinking, oh, why didn't I start this at at um, at 16? This is crazy. <laughs> like, but um, as I noticed, the, re- the revolution came in and I remember Becky Lynch. She's Irish. I remember I knew her yeah. before she I'd heard of her, obviously, because she was one of the first Irish women's wrestlers. So you'd always she's like, just for reference for if anyone doesn't know she's called she's her nickname's the man isn't yeah, she? she's yeah. one of the biggest WWE, WWE she, stars at the moment yeah yeah the yeah, man. man she she became she became the like female stone cold steve austin from yeah. that era you were talking about like she became the current one which was phenomenal like again like this girl from ireland becoming such a big thing in the wrestling world it was amazing uh but yeah i remember like she came down training with us before she went to WWE because she actually like was wrestled like years ago and then left for a while and then came back to go to WWE. And I remember like wrestling with her and stuff like that. And she, I remember being like, she kind of became instantly your kind of goal, like your idol. Yeah. And I was like, okay, she's a little bit older than I am. Um, so I be- kind of, I looked at like, okay, she was signed to WWE at like 24, just into deve- developmental. And then she like debuted at like 25, 26 or something. And then it went okay. on, you know what I mean? And I was like, okay, well, if she's doing it. And then you kind of look at other women, like, okay, they're over yeah. 30, they're over 30. Do you know what I mean? And you're kind of like coming up to this. I'm like, okay, well, like doing your yeah. math almost. And then um, yeah. now I feel like it's very different. Like I know uh, many people now that have been in their mid thirties and just got signed by somewhere. Wow. So I was like, okay. okay. Now for women, I still think it might be a little bit different. Like there, it, men wrestle into their forties, some of them in their fifties, some of them in their sixties, right. <laughs> the legends in their sixties. But, um, obviously they don't move as well as they used to, but like, you know, yeah. people are keeping at it these days. And that's something that I've been very conscious of. Obviously, as I get older and a new generation is starting to come up of like younger people. Yeah. And I was like, I may be like top of my generation now, but I'm like, crap, I'm old <laughs> compared to these people. But realistically, I'm kind of like, okay, like people are in their 30s and they're still going. Women are in their 30s and they're still going. Yeah. There's, so, there's some women nearly 40s still going as well. I know uh, there's a Japanese legend that's just turning like 50 soon and she's still having the most intense matches I've ever watched in wow. my life. So and I'm like, she and she's a god. Like if you look at her doing her fitness, she I'm like, you're amazing you know what I mean you are dedicated you're amazing so you know there's definitely a thing I kind of always kind of said to myself like I hope I can get like I'm turning 30 now but obviously I've missed a good year of my career like which was meant to be the best but uh yeah yeah you had big things lined up yeah yeah Yeah. but um 
so I'm kind of like, okay, well, ho- if I can stretch this out for another two, three, three to five, five being really hopeful that everything continues to go really well, that's what I would hope for. Do you know what I mean? But like, and, obviously, I want to keep it going as long as I can. Yeah. And I kind of think I'm sort of lucky in the regard that I think my character is something that will actually get funnier with age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, even if I'm yeah. 60 in the ring, like, I'll probably go for it. I don't know if you guys would know her, but Mae Young was like, and yeah. like 70 yeah. year old <laughs> women's wrestlers still doing things with WWE. So that's my goal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Sesh, I mean, Sesh has to get a baby at some stage as well. Yeah. Yeah. Bring that baby into the ring, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love if you brought like you know like a baby all gone into the yeah. ring when they used to pretend to drink milk. This is my child also, now. It'd be absolutely gas to see a woman in like leopard print pajamas at the age of sixty, dead in cans in the ring. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah, that's what I want to see. Still, still drinking cans and be like, it hasn't killed me yet. So keep the session going. Yeah. <laughs> But I think as well, like, uh, you know, it would be nice to see, I have to say, um, very different bodied, larger bodied, mm. smaller bodies, whatever. Just a variation of body types in wrestling. As, there is like, in to all an sports. degree. Yeah. There is to an agree, well, a degree. I was thinking of like, well, as you said, like, say during the 90s and early 90s, the women tended to be of a very specific yeah. type, you know, um, apart from the exception being China. And I don't China know if China was a hero China. for that though, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, she was. She was a bigger built woman. You know, she was very strong, very muscular. But like when I think of the men back in the day, they actually kind of were quite different because you think of like Kane and the other chicken. Mm. These guys weren't Big show. the most, yeah, like, <laughs> they were amazing wrestlers, but they weren't exactly the real like tight, you know, like, yeah, yeah, tight, <laughs> you know, <laughs> tight. Like they were strong. H- tri- there was Triple H. There was The Rock, and there was this. But then they had like, like I was just trying to think, like Bam Bam Bigelow. But he'd be like a big, big, like he'd be purposely big. You know what I mean? Vader. Yeah, these would yeah. be, and their whole thing is to be giant. But then it did. That's the thing for men. It didn't really matter. It never. It like, as long as you were tall for WWE back then was always the thing like you'd have to be tall they wouldn't have short I think one of the shortest people that came around was like X-Pac but then he was always doing the the flips and stuff like that and he was when he was young like he was amazing like he he was short but he was so fast and he was kind of something that you hadn't seen in American yeah he was almost like a Mexican fast like so that's why he kind of got his little like his push yeah. and stuff like that. And then Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit came along and they were shorter again, but they were amazing in ring. And that's slowly when they started like hiding for guys, but the women yeah. kind of stayed the same for, for yeah. years. It, it was, yeah, it was, it took a long time, but when people got behind the women's revolution and now I genuinely think like fans love seeing so many different types of women and men. Yeah. They like they yeah. genuinely don't care. I I like to think now I might be optimistic, but I like to think that like even on like as toxic a an app as Twitter, you you don't see female wrestlers getting called fat anymore or get you know what I mean. Like oh, I feel good. like there's yeah. it's been it's been something that's kind of eradicated from wrestling. You do not judge women on how they look. Do you know what I mean? That's amazing. I don't know whether this yeah, is just me amazing. being positive and I've muted all the bad words <laughs> and I try because I really try my hardest not to look at negative stuff on Twitter. Uh, but like I like to think that like I've never gotten a bad comment, which is shocking for me. You know what I mean? Like a bad comment about my weight or anything like that. Because they're the type of things that 
would hit home and really, really like hurt you. Yeah. If, if, if somebody like treated me like, oh, oh yeah. you fat, whatever, I'd be like, just that word would kill me because it's like of something you went well, through. Well, it's the word that <laughs> if you, when you were bigger, if you're bigger as a mm. child and someone uses that word, that was the word that it's would a trigger when you were, that was, it, it's like, it's like, it's like the whole world went silent <laughs> if someone called you that. Yeah. It's like you thought every single person in the yeah. world heard it because it was the biggest, to you, it was like, oh no. And I do remember as well, now I'd be like, if someone called me fat, I'd be like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, you know when you're just more like, I'd be like, who are, I'd be more like, I'd who like, are you? Is that you? the best like, you've who got? Are you? Is that the care. best you've got, really? Yeah, like, yeah, I've, like, I've a fat arse, I'm able to, like, it's more comfortable to sit down. Like, I don't know what you're meant to, what you're trying to, what you're trying to do. But, like, you know, it, it does have that thing of you, it, when you were younger, it was, I don't know if you agree with this. It was a weapon. You, to me, it was mm. a weapon. It was the, most terrifying thing yeah. someone could say to you. Like I genuinely in any social um a gathering I'd be in I, as a teenager especially, oh my God, if someone said yeah. that to you. You're so like, conscious of it. You know, you, yeah. 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 I think, and like, I so think even as well, now, it, as well, it was one of those things that like you could be having like the most sophisticated like battle of wits with somebody <laughs> and like yeah. all it would take for them. You could be like tearing them down in like the most intellectual <laughs> way. And then suddenly they'd be like, oh, yeah, well, you're fat. And you're like, oh, my God, he's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you it's so true. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's like you could be like having a Winston, like a Winston Churchill type, like a dry yeah. wit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then if they said something like, well, you're fat, you'd be like. Oh God. I've got nothing. Well, there's no coming. I've got nothing. I've got nothing to come back. Um, <laughs> it's it's such, it's such a uh, childish so, insult, though. It, at the same time, isn't it to throw at somebody? Like it's yeah. like it's it's so. You'd think in 2020 that yeah. people like you know well like, I think after everything that the world has gone through, it's like if someone's fat, like yeah, okay, it's not even an insult anymore. You know what I mean? It's not, and it shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I think if it definitely it shouldn't, shouldn't be 100. And I. Now, if someone was to call me fat, I think I'd kind of laugh. As in, like, I'd be like, oh, I'm really sorry that you... Is that a problem? At this I, yeah, I, I think I'd be like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe that you think even saying that word is going to somehow really yeah. affect me. But that has taken years. And as you say, on some days, it maybe it that would really yeah, affect exactly. you. Like it, it yeah, exactly. Some, day, some days it wouldn't. Some days it actually yeah. could. Depends on the mood you're in. Especially, you know. like, I would, like, for younger people, you know, that whole teenage time is probably the most insecure time of anyone's life. But like, yeah. if, especially if you're in this like business where you're, you're kind of watched by so many people all the time and like every move you make is kind of being watched and stuff like that. If you're trying to make it and you start getting a following and stuff like that. But like, I can totally yeah. understand how like younger people wouldn't be able to like, you need a thick bit, like thick skin in yeah. this business. As, a, as someone said that to me when I first started training and it's so true. Like, you you do yeah. see crap online, like, and that's one thing. It's like I've always never really saw. I probably have seen the fat comments, but it's like I've not, I haven't seen it too much to make it hasn't affected me. Do you know what I mean? That's uh, nice. Like yeah. this place is like well, Reddit one of the is things... horrible. Like they're either completely oh sexualizing yeah. you or else they're just tearing <laughs> yeah. you apart because they have they just have no regard. But like you need thick skin because if you don't. If a fat comment hurts you, you're gonna get a lot worse. You know what I mean, stuff like that. So it, it can it can be. Yeah. You need to be ready for that. You need a thick skin. Yet the irony is, they're complaining yeah, that you have thick skin. <laughs> they, they don't want you to have a thick skin. They, yeah. 
when they said that to me, when they were like, oh, you need thick skin in this business, I was like, I've been training for this since I was a kid. So. <laughs> you don't know the famous road I came from where they just manufactured bad diets. So you're telling me, you're telling me I can have some cake. Yeah. You need a thick skin, but keep it tight. it's one of them things you need to do everything everything all at once (laughs) (laughs) i one of the things i I, you kind of touched on it there as well like but i wanted to kind of ask you is like you know i do know that there are a lot probably even more so nowadays uh, a lot of young women who are into wrestling like who are just fans of wrestling and stuff like that and like i mean from someone who's had all these experiences like what would you say to these younger women who are thinking about getting into wrestling who maybe have kind of body images who who look at these kind of supermodel type wrestlers, you know, who are still overall kind of the the majority? Like, what would yeah. you say to them or even to yourself, like at 21 kind of, you know, trying to break in? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> don't pay attention <laughs> to it. Just don't just don't worry about it, because if even if I was like still as badly and if I was that insecure about myself I don't think I would be able to go in front of like 2,000 people and wearing what you wear you know what I mean you kind of have to just you cannot be in your head about it because it'll ruin you and it'll suck all the fun out of it completely you you won't enjoy it anymore like what is there to enjoy about like okay you have a show on Saturday I can't I have to go weak I can't eat I can't drink anything I'm going to do this to myself for 10 minutes where you're going to like when you're resting, you're crumpled over. So you're going to have rolls. You yeah. know what I mean? There's going to be yeah. rolls in your stomach, regardless of how big it is. You know what I mean? You're going to see photos after the match and you're going to hate everyone probably. But then that skinny girl next to you that you're worried about probably will as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you, you'll completely miss the journey if you're too worried about how you look along the way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, it, like I found that as soon as I don't know whether this is just me, but as soon as I started, I had the comfort of Martina and I stopped caring so much about how I looked and what other people thought of me. And I, I was able to start my career and blossom and all these things that never thought would happen happened. I went to Japan. I got offered by WWE. I got signed to a place. And this is me having this body that I was so worried, sure would never get me anywhere because it's not a body that's like, I'm not a model. I'm not a skinny. Like I am very good at filters <laughs> on Instagram. That's literally it. I have a face tune app <laughs> and I use it relentlessly. <laughs> but like I go to the gym, I try to keep myself as much impossible, but I don't have like abs, like some of my friends and I don't. And I, but, and I eat pizza at the weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. I run during the week. I go to the gym, but I have pizza at the weekend. I eat chocolate at night because genuinely it like, if this year hasn't taught you anything as well, like you need to live. You really do. And yeah. like, say if wrestling was just over now because of coronavirus and it's just never going to wrestle again. It's like, okay, well, like I've spent this long fucking making myself miserable. And for what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, at least if you relax about the little things, it can all come together. And at least then you'll enjoy yourself along yeah. the way. You know what I mean? Karen, I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm pretty sure the last <laughs> well two minutes said. of you talking is literally, I feel like should be a TED talk to young women and men. <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much, Karen, for joining us. Thanks um, so much. Obviously, everyone who is listening to this can find you on Instagram, uh, Session Moth Martina, or on Twitter, or on Grinder, whatever you're fancy. Yeah, um, whatever you're on. Whatever you're on. I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> um, but thank you again for being our first guest. Thank you, guys.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fag Camp, brought to you by Grace Mulvey, Connor Dowling, and producer and sound engineer extraordinaire, Darren Lee. With new episodes released every two weeks, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. If you want to get in touch with the show, email us at fadcamppodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and Twitter at fadcamppodcast. <laughs>